makes me feel right at home. I thought, if I'd have brought my spoons with me, I'd have got up here and play. Uh, you don't mind me saying so, I dig that the most. Mark, where you at, son? I want you to keep on now. Don't get discouraged. You're doing pretty good. You're getting better now. I, I mean, you really are. I caught you in a few mess-ups there, but that's all right. Chap would like to say he taught you that, wouldn't he? Man, that boy telling a story, amen. Well, I appreciate you tonight. I'm glad you're here. First time I was here, old Darrell was pastor here. He run me off and said I never would come back no more. But I am so glad. Carl, good to see you. Good to see all of you, every one of you. Had a good day yesterday. Good day yesterday. Just all right. Yeah. That's good, brother. That's good. That's good. <laughs> but he got over it, Carl. Amen. <laughs> It's warm in here, ain't it? Now, i got to have prayer for that thermostat man, amen? got to have prayer for him. Yes, sir. I heard a fellow talking about praying. A man prayed the other day and said, Lord, help me to be the man my dog thinks I am, amen? <laughs> a bunch of Baptists here tonight. A bunch of Baptists. Lady went into the post office and she said to the man, said, Give me a hundred dollars worth of stamps. He said, What denomination? She said, Lord God, has it come to that? <laughs> well, she said, Just give me fifty dollars worth of Catholic and fifty dollars worth of Baptist. <laughs> Oh, God, he come to that. Amen. It's good to be saved. Eh? Good to be saved. Arrested today, son. Didn't feel good today. I but arrested, son. Trying to get some rest. Uh, I told the folks yesterday, my old pacemakers, operating on 95%. That means my heart's just doing 5%. Now, you young preachers, don't rear back and say that. If I don't get to climbing these walls and swinging the chandelier, don't you step back and say, now, he's not my spirit. <laughs> not my spirit. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't know where you're at. There may come a day in your life you may have to slow down. And, oh, that banjo picking was good. You call it a banjo or a banjo? It's a banjo. I go up in Kentucky there, and boy, I mean, I mean, there has to get, there's enough guitars up there, and it's something, and they play fiddles up there, I like that, I, I, well, they won't let me up there, <laughs> hazard, I'm telling you right now, <laughs> Woo! I mean, that's, uh, but anyway, I like it, I mean, there's guitars and fiddles all over the place, and I like it, I really do, I'm just hillbilly as I can be, yes, sir. 
That embarrasses you folks. You just have to be embarrassed. <laughs> Open your Bibles to the book of Romans, chapter 12. I don't preach long. I'm not able physically. And uh, so I just do what I can, and then you just have to take it or leave it. <laughs> Amen. He, he, Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. And I want to read one verse and then bring you a message that God spoke to me this morning about. Verse 3. For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God hath dealt to every man. Say that with me. To every man. Say it again. To every man the measure of faith. Our Father, help me tonight to be that preacher you want me to be. God, I pray that I'll not say one thing that would be displeasing to you. But help me to say everything that would be pleasing in your sight. I thank you for this gathering of people. Lord, among us tonight are people with hearts heavy. I didn't used to know that as a young preacher, just right back sometimes, and I may have hurt somebody. But Lord, help me to be aware, somebody come here as a last resort to get something from the table of God. And help me to be a compassionate preacher, a tender preacher. You said be a kind one to another, tender-hearted. I want to be that, Lord, I really do. And God bless these folks that have come and give us the good singing and good music and the choir. Lord, I thank you for that. Bless us now in Christ's name. Amen and amen. Every time I read the 11th chapter of Hebrews, I can't get through it without getting the shout down the middle of my soul. It's that great faith chapter. I read it and shed tears and shout and wave my hand. Oh, thank God for faith. But now don't you forget what I ask you to repeat. God has given to every man a measure of faith. Now, faith's not something you go down to the bookstore and buy. God gives it to you. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. I got thinking one day, the Bible said, Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me. Say it with me. All. Say it again. All. Say it again. All the days of my life. I got to thinking of the parallel between these two verses. Goodness and mercy did not start following you when you got saved. When you're as mean as a dog, that was there. Amen. Amen. When you ought to plunge off into hell, goodness and mercy Amen. was there. That day you almost had a wreck, and you said, boy, I was lucky. No, dummy, it was goodness and mercy. Amen. Goodness and mercy. How many of us right now would be here if it had not been for goodness and mercy? 
Every one of us should rejoice in the fact, not because of our abilities, but down the road of life, goodness and mercy has been so near us. But then notice now, he said, over here, he said, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our That means everybody. But here, God said, I've given to every man the measure of faith. I cannot preach on faith as I'd like to tonight. I cannot exhaust all the things that we want to say about faith. But the Bible said, not like that, the just shall live by faith. I like that, don't you? The Bible said that we're saved. For by grace are we saved through faith. Not of yourself, not of works, but it is a gift of God, lest any man should boast. I thank God tonight. Now, every time you start talking about faith, somebody comes up and said, Well, you know, like a mustard seed. I don't know, my dear friend. I, how many of you, God's ever moved some mountains for you? In my life, he has. I thank God for that. There's been mountains God has moved. It was not because I had an extraordinary amount of faith, but God gave me a measure of faith. A measure of faith. I remember, now there's great faith, much faith. God deals with it in the Bible. It's all there. But you know, I remember those times when in my weakest hour, I had to look up and say, Lord Jesus. And God honored that little measure of faith and heard and answered my prayer. I thank Him for that. I want to preach tonight on some things that's happened to me in my life because of that measure of faith. First of all, that measure of faith that God gave me. Because of that, my sins are forgiven. Now you think about what I'm saying. If we will confess our sins, He, oh, can I stop there and deal with that properly just a minute? When God forgave my sin, He never looked down and said, Now, Ed, I'll forgive you from January to February. No, no. Did you know what God did that blessed day? He forgave my sins. He not only, he went back there and forgave my past sins. Do I hear amen right there? And then he came up and found me and forgave my present sins. And here's where I have folks kind of jump off the track on me and leave me. But I'm right anyhow. If you want to be wrong, help yourself. But God not only forgave my past sins and my present sins, but my future sins. Now, if that don't start you fire, you would sweat. When I, you know, there's a song. I just sing little tads of song. I like it. You ask me why I'm happy, and I'll just tell you why. Because my sins are they're underneath the blood on the cross of Calvary. Oh, as far removed as darkness is from dawn. 
where did it all start at? Because one day in my time of despair, in my time of utter chaos, in my time when darkness is all around me, in that moment uh, over in Romans chapter 12, God said, Ed, I gave you a measure of faith. Use it. I did. I used it. Well, you said that. What about the lions? Did now? I ain't never been thrown in one. I pastored a Baptist church. That's about as close as I can get. You take that down. And they had nine deacons. That's getting pretty close, ain't it? But I never have been thrown in a man. I never have had to use this little measure on a line or the fiery furnace. I never have. But where I had to use it, it worked. That measure of faith. That blessed day, I was, oh, some of you just bound to freeze up on me right here. That day I was born, God incorporated into me a little bitty measure. Now, I didn't know much about it. Did you, Darrell? I didn't know a whole heap about it, but boy, the time I had to use it, it worked. <laughs> Amen. Because of faith. That, that Listen, let me show you how it worked. Let me show you how it worked. It didn't work on the measure of feelings I had. It did not work because of any of my abilities. But let me show you when it worked. Now, wait a minute. You, you better get this because you might want to take back some of your amens. And after you've said it, it'll be too late. Now, watch it. The son of a Cherokee Indian, him and his boy, which was me, was bootleggers. The kids in the neighborhood wasn't even allowed to play with me as a half-breed. They wasn't even allowed to pray with me. They wasn't even allowed to speak to me. But one day, I got in a little old Baptist church, and an old preacher by the name of Kearney, his name was Kearney, preached a simple message on how sinners could be saved. That day, I started out the window. The Holy Ghost was right after me. And Mama got me and said, Ed, are you lost? And I said, yes, sir. Sure am. Bad lost. I mean, bad shape. And her old sister Maxwell led me down to the mourner's bench. And I got down there on my knees. Now watch it. I, Sister Maxwell said, Ed, watch it now. Here it is about to happen. Do you believe God, the God that Brother Kearney preached about, will save you if you will ask Him? There's where I had to release that little measure. And I said, yes, I believe He will. Wasn't no fancy prayer. I never said one time, Our Father. 
Don't even like to say it now that way. But there in my moment of darkness, I said, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. And Sister Maxwell said, if I'd ask you, you'd save me. And I said, Lord, have mercy on me and save me. Once my soul was astray from the heavenly way. Oh, I was as wretched and as vile as could be. But my Savior in love gave me peace from above. When he reached out his hand for me. When my Savior reached down for me. Oh, he reached way on down for me. Why? Because that little measure, a little old bitty boy that didn't know doodle about the back. Didn't know if revelations was in the front or the back. Didn't know anything about dispensation. Never had heard of a fellow named Mephibosheth. But I heard about a man, if I'd ask him to say, he'd do it. I did, he did, and glory to God, here we are. Amen. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Say amen. How many of you rejoice in that? Do this. Amen. Amen. If it had been Church of God, they'd already been doing that. <laughs> you stinking Baptist is a bashful, you don't. <laughs> little measure of faith. Because of that little measure of faith, my sins are gone. Ain't that good? Now, just give him time. Boy, when I was a young preacher, I'd have probably been out in the yard preaching, but now. But Carl, I just can't do it. I just can't do it. I have to take my time. Now, I want you to get this. Not only because of that measure of faith are my sins forgiven. I mean forgiven. But not only that, my sins are forgotten. I remember I was pastoring years ago was having a revival. And in this church where we was having a revival, one night the town prostitute got saved. Now, I don't mean she got religion. She got in. Buddy, she got a dose of salvation. I mean, she got in. Her name was Mary. Lord God. And Mary was so excited. Man, she wanted to be a part of everything the church did. We had the best choir in those days I've ever saw in my life. I mean, it was a great choir. Mary said one time, can I sing the choir? Well, I said, my God, yes, Mary, you can sing the choir. Mistake. Mistake. 
bad. Come to find out, Mary had the worst voice I've ever heard in my life. Babies cried in the nursery, way down in the hall. We called her Leather Lungs. The windows rattled when Mary It was awful. I mean, bad. Now, when I say bad, old ladies shivered and shook. You'd think it was December. And Mary, listen, she didn't know nothing but turn her wide open. And here, harmony, she didn't know what the word meant. All she knew was rear back and let her fly. Poor Brother Crow was our choir director. Come and hire Killing. Come and hire Killing. Oh, Mary, bless her heart. One night we was talking at the church and the choir was trying to get over the shock. Mary was talking to me and said, Brother Blue, you know what I used to do. And I said, yeah, Mary, I know. She said, Brother Blue, I've got to have a job. Ain't got no work. I don't know what to do. And I remember old Clyde Holder was standing over there. He run a factory that made men's socks. He come walking up and said, Mary, you don't have a job. No, Brother Clyde, I don't. Why? He said, I never thought. He said, if, you'd come, if you want to, come on over in the morning. I'll put you to work. Oh, Mary said, you will, Clyde? Yes, sir, buddy. I'll do it. So Mary had her first job. Man, ain't that something? I'm preaching on our sins are not only forgiven, but they're forgotten. Oh, Mary went to work and one morning, about three weeks later, I guess it was, she called me early one morning. I said, Brother Blue, I'm having problems. And I said, what is it, Mary? She said, well, to get to the factory where Brother Clyde's at, I've got to go by a motel that I used to take all my customers. I said, well, I do. The devil said, God can't use you. Look what you used to be. Oh, God can't ever use an old harlot. And she said, Brother Blum, he's telling the truth. That's what I was. And she said, Oh, I don't know what in the world I'm going to do. She said, Preacher, tell me what to do. Now, this wasn't brilliance on my part. But I said, Mary, about a block before you get to that motel, start singing. I said, I think if there's anything in the world to drive the devil up a wall, it's Mary She said, you think it'll work, Brother Ed? I said, just as sure as I'm alive, it'll work. She said, what should I sing? I said, sing victory in Jesus. Clyde told me, said, the next morning, I heard her drive up in the yard. Said, I thought there'd been a crash. <laughs> Mary was singing to the top of her lungs, victory in Jesus. Said, she never opened the door. She kicked it in. 
came in the factory singing with a glow on her face and said revival broke out. That everybody in there knew what Mary used to be. But here she stands in the middle of a sock factory with her hands raised toward heaven, singing victory in Jesus with a glow of God on her face. Amen! Because her sins were forgiven and forgotten. Now, wait a minute. I got something good. This, this happened not awful long ago. I saw Mary again. First time I'd seen her in years. Her hair is white. We met in a store door. She's going hey, out, and I'm going in. And I stopped, froze in my tracks, and turned around. And she turned around and said, Brother Ed, is that you? And I said, Mary, is that you? Now, some of you sanctimonious folks, if you'd have been on the sidewalk, oh, you'd have had a heart attack. Because here, me and that old ex-harlot was, I had my arms around her, and she'd hugging my neck and kissing me on the cheek and telling me about that blessed day she got saved. But that's not all the story. She has a master's degree and an earned doctorate's degree and is teaching in a seminary. Somebody said, what happened? God does a good job of forgiving. And then God does a good job of forgetting. Now there's some of you stinking low-down, pukefied, buzzard bait Baptists. If I could think of something else I could say in the congregation without it being ugly, I'd say that. The meanest folks in the world are Baptist folks. They'll go back behind the blood and start digging up people's sin. That's big and dragging it in. Amen. Saying, there used to be. You would gag a maggot. Don't go to dragging my old sins up. God said, I can't even remember them. They're gone. It's over. It's done with. Bet you pretty. And I read a real pretty pretty. Some of you right now have got things back there that you wouldn't want to be drunk of. Some of you dear ladies, and I won't look around so you won't know I'm not looking. No, I don't know nobody. I'm just saying that some of you dear ladies have not always been chaste and sweet and decent. It took the blessed, wonderful grace of God and that little measure of faith. Amen? Us preachers to stand up and have the privilege of preaching the glorious gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, Brother Darrell, it's not spotless back there. Carl, I wish it was, but it ain't yours either. Or get our things you'd give anything in the world if you could forget. But aren't you glad God forgot? Just give to every man a measure of faith. A measure of faith. Did you know the blessed thought of that wonderful thought is that faith is still working. 
it still works. The minute that sinner will say, look, I know I'm a sinner. I know I'm lost. I know I'm going to hell. The minute that faith is released and pointed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the work is done. Now let me hurry. I give out real fast. My sins are forgiven. And he said, your sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Do you know, I guess one of the biggest privileges in my ministry was getting to go back to that town where they wouldn't let their kids play with me when I was a kid and preach revival. This might have been mean of me, but uh, I remember one day... I stand out in the edge of the woods. The other kids were playing with a little red rubber ball. I wanted to play that ball so bad. I really did. And it rolled out in the woods, and I picked it up. A lady come out on the porch, and I was bringing it back to her son. And after I'd had it in my hand, she said, Don't you touch that ball. He's had it in his hand. Before I went back, I went to a dime store and got me a little rubber ball. Give it to him. <laughs> Don't you ever start holding somebody's past sins against you. Don't you ever do it. Because if you're saved and they're saved, you both got to say the same way. But the same God, he's forgiven for God. All right, next of all, next of all, not only my sins forgiven, my sins forgotten, my foundation is sure. Are you listening to me? My foundation, on Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, all other ground is sinking sand. I'm on the rock at last, at last. I'm on the rock at last. My old feet have left that shifting sand. I'm on the rock at last. <laughs> Woo! Christ is our foundation. And you folks go around all the time worried. Dear friend, listen to me. Our, we have an anchor of the soul, sure and steadfast. We're on the way to heaven. Do you believe that? Say amen. Not because of anything we've done, because of what he... Now, you know, here's something that bugs me. It bugs me. I mean, it really bugs me. I hear folks saying, well, I'm trying to do all I can to get to heaven. I'll tell you what you've messed around done. You slip on the side of your head and your brains run out your ears. Anybody like that, you can look in their eyes until there ain't nobody home. My God, folks, that's dumber than a box of rocks. You're not going to heaven because of anything you did or will do. You're going to heaven because of what He's already done. And the faith in the finished work of Calvary. 
That's the only way you go. Now, working's fine. I believe you ought to. I believe every Christian ought to work and do all they can. But you're not going to enter one inch into heaven because of that. Amen? Your entrance into heaven, he said, when I see the blood, I'll pass over you. Am I right? Say amen. My foundation is sure. Then not only that, my future is certain. Are you getting what I'm preaching to you? I've told this story over and over, and some of you may have heard me tell it. I go up in Ohio. Well, I'll be going up there. I believe it's in uh, August. I preach revivals for a congregation of old-fashioned evangelical Methodists. Good old people. Saved. I mean, they're not strong in security now. You'll just have to give them that. But you're not going to heaven because you believe in security. You're not. You're going there because you believe in the crucified Son of God. And some of you may not be as deep in your doctrine as you ought to be. But they're not they're not strong in security. And there's enough water in there for them to baptize a hundred. <laughs> One night I didn't know it was her baptistry and almost drunk it dry. <laughs> They're good old people. I love them. I really do. They're fine folks. I've been preaching for them for years. Somebody say, you go preach for a Methodist? I'm just dying for the Pope to ask me for a Bible. I mean, I'd like to go. Get up that big old window and preach on John 3, 7. Amen. I would. Oh, I'd like to do it. But I go preach for them. Oh, they're blessed people. Oh, Brother Cal Razor, Pastor, bless his heart. I love that man. Oh, precious, pray and sing. Well, not us. And they shout, oh, they, now you folks, listen, they think he was an undertaker parlor. They shout and run the aisles and wave their hands. Man, they get it on, but they get it on. One night out of preaching, man, the service had got high. They had a bunch of them out in the aisle walking around, waving their hands. Man, they had a shout. And while it's over there, and while I was doing that, I dropped over to John 10, 28. He said, I've given them eternal life, and they shall never perish. And boy, here I am just a preaching on security of the believer. I mean, I'm just raring back. I'm having me a time preaching on it. And after service, an old man walked up to me and said, you tricked us. <laughs> I said, how's that? He said, we're shouting on something we don't even believe in. <laughs> I like security of death. I said, we got it on tape. <laughs> My future is certain. My future is not determined on how perfect I live or how good I live. My, my future is not determined on whether I fail or strike out. My future is determined on that blessed day as a little old boy. I bowed on my knees and asked the Lord Jesus Christ to come into my heart. Well, that's it. From that day right there till now and whatever time I've got left, it is determined and fixed on the finished work of Calvary. Oh, bless his name. 
told about in my whole 53 years of ministry. The other night, I was dreaming. The dream was so short, but I'll never forget it as long as I live. I was dreaming and see my mama's already in heaven. My daddy's in heaven. And my brother's me and old Bob falls But suddenly, in that dream, here was my mama. Folks, I'm before God as my maker, as clear as the hand and the fingers on my hand. She was there. I could see every spot of her. I mean, everything about her. It was as clear as, as she was standing right here. And she said, Ed, she said, Pauline, that's my wife. She said, Pauline's had cancer, hasn't she? And I said, yes, ma'am. She said, it is. She said, she's got bad heart trouble now, hasn't she? And I said, yes, ma'am, she has. And she said, get this, Ed, your health's not good, is it, son? I'll meet you by the gates, son. And she's gone. Now that may not bless you, but it blesses me. 
She said, I'll meet you by the gate. That'll be a happy meeting in heaven, I know. When we see the many loved ones we've known here below. Gathered on the blessed hilltop with hearts all aglow. That'll be a glad reunion day. Glad day. A wonderful day. Glad day. A glorious day. Gathered on the blessed hilltop with hearts all That'll be a glad reunion day. You know, the blessed thought of that is the only ones that's going to be there is the redeemed, the saved by grace, the blood washed. I've been out here on the road now for 53 years. I'm getting so tired of the road. One step inside the gate will be worth it all. Heaven's going to be worth it all. You said, Brother Bullard, <laughs> are you sure you're going to make it? Just as sure as there's a God in heaven. We read of a place that's called heaven. That's where I'm going. And there was given to every man a measure of faith. If tonight you're here, lost, don't know our Savior, you don't have to leave lost. You don't have to go to hell. You don't have to die without Christ. You said, I don't know much about the Bible. Do you know that Jesus come and died on the cross for your sins? And said, let whosoever will come. Do you know that? Then he said, he tasted death for every man. It's not his will that any perish, but that all come to repentance. He commandeth all men everywhere to repent. Do you know that? And I'm telling you tonight, if you'll come to Jesus and ask him to come into your heart, according to John chapter, he said, for as many as did receive him, then gave you power to become the sons of God, he'll save you. He'll save you just as surely. As the world, come on the instruments, I'm give slap out, I'm give out. <coughs> but on a measure, come on, honey, and play, would you please? Son, get your song ready, whatever God may have given you. But, oh, look up here, folks, look up here at me. One of these days, I'm going to make my last altar call, the last one I'll make. But you know what I'd like to tonight? On this one, I'd like to see somebody walk the aisle. I'd like to see some old sinner saved. I'd like to see somebody that never did know Jesus as their Savior. I'd like to see them come to know Him tonight. Read here and look up in the skies and see the stars sparkling for the first time in your life. I'd like to see that. 
I'd like to see you get up in the morning and see the light of another day if God gives us that and look out and say, boy, never didn't know it was this pretty before. Play something softly, honey, would you please? Ever head bowed, ever eye closed, ever Christian pray? I wonder if there's somebody said, Brother Ed, I don't want to die lost. I don't want to go to hell. I I don't want to die without Jesus. I know I am lost, but I don't want to die that way. I promise you as a Christian and a gentleman, I'll do nothing to embarrass you tonight. I promise you that. I promise you that. But I would like for you to know that I'm sincere enough. Would you raise your hand tonight and say, Brother Blue, I am lost, and I'd like to be remembered in prayer. I don't want to die this way, but would you pray for me? Would you raise your hand right now? Anywhere in the house, I promise not to come to you and embarrass you. I just want to pray for you. I just want to lift your name up to the Lord Jesus. God bless you, honey, little girl back there. Raise her hand. Thank you, darling. You can take it down now. I wonder if there's another hand that will go up and say, pray for me. Pray for me. I need prayer. Would you do it? Yes, honey, I see your hand. You can take it down now. I wonder if there's another two little girls. You said, are they important? Oh, yeah, they sure are. They sure are, just as important as they can be. Is there one more? Raise your hand, and we're going to have a song, and the pastor will come in just a minute and take charge. Yes, son, I see your hand. Son, you're a fine-looking young man. What a shame to die without Jesus. Oh, son, you don't have to. Give you a little measure of faith. He's given it to you, son. You've already got it. I wonder if there's another hand that'll go up and say, pray for me. Another one anywhere? Our Father, help us now. God, two little girls and a fine young man raised his hand and said, I'm lost. I pray tonight, God, they'll come. I, I pray they will. Help them, God, tonight to realize that faith. God honors that faith, and faith honors God. Help us and thank you, dear Lord, for the sweet Holy Spirit you give us tonight to preach in. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand together while we sing right now. You that raise your hands if you want to come, do it right now. Page 165.